All right, welcome to the New Yorker Cartoon Caption Contest Podcast. I am Ben Coker. With me is Beth Lawler and Paul Nesha. And on part two of today's episode, we have a very nice interview with Jeremy Nguyen. Um, I actually was not present for the interview, so uh, I look forward to listening to it with everyone else. Uh, before we get into that, how about we jump into contest 831? Uh, the winner was any happily married people here tonight. I voted for was it funny for you? I think if I recall, you two were bouncing around between the winner and was it funny for you? Do you know I, what you ended up voting for? I voted for was it funny for you? I'm pretty sure that was what I originally thought. You know, I don't think uh, any happily married people here tonight. I, that was definitely my number two one. And that uh, still relationships, that was definitely a, a very far <laughs> third place for me. Yeah, I'm going to guess uh, Happily Married and Funny for You were a tight race. Uh, I wish they posted the percentages, but I'm going to guess those those were probably pretty tight. Uh, uh, I would have preferred Was It Funny for You, but I'm in, sort of indifferent. I, I voted for any happily married people here tonight. Wasn't Was it funny for you? The one that I sent you guys a screenshot of another cartoon that had that exact caption for for this same the guy in bed doing uh, a comedy skit with his wife. I don't think that was the same caption though. It wasn't. I don't. I don't remember. It's uh, been too long. <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, I would love to pull that up now, but I won't find it. Yeah, it's yeah. It seems like I we last talked about this one like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. And no, uh, the original was uh, "Thanks, I'll be here all night." Oh right, okay, okay. So yeah, not similar at all. Okay, somebody did post in my Facebook group another cartoon with that caption, though. Okay. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. something to do with a clown. Yeah, you know, it was a clown. Was oh a clown. yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yep. saw that. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, yep. but that happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. How about contest uh, 833? The doctor holding a knife, talking to a patient, and uh, they're looking at a board with a bunch of knives surrounding an outline of a body. And the finalist star is usually non-invasive. Of course, you'll be strapped to a spinning wheel during the actual procedure, and we've had trouble finding your vein. Uh, Paul, what's your take on these finalists? Uh, they're all okay. Uh, the one that I liked the most was, uh, of course, you'd be strapped to a spinning wheel during the uh, actual procedure. When I came across that one, that one that made that made me laugh out loud. So I just found that to be funny. Second one, it's usually not invasive. That one's okay. Uh, it's it's a good play in words, and we've had trouble finding your vein. I, you know, I, I'm thinking about that one some more, and maybe I don't like that one as much uh, as I thought I did originally. I, I guess I'm not quite sure what it means. I uh, don't understand that one either. Uh, it- uh, I submitted a very, very similar caption to We've Had Trouble Finding Your Vein. Uh, I worded it, I'm terrible at drawing blood. So in fact, you go to a doctor to get your blood drawn. Uh, I, both of We've Had Trouble Finding Your Vein and I'm Terrible at Drawing Blood, I think are playing on the same joke. That he went to draw blood, and this doctor's terrible at drawing blood. Uh, that had trouble finding your vein is uh, a little tougher to get to make sense. Yeah, uh, maybe not. Well, I looked at in it. Essence, they're they're both kind of the same. 
Was that? I, I looked at it two different ways. One is that uh, we had trouble finding your vein, so we're going to put you up here and do it this way. Or the other way is that the, he was already up there and they completely missed. We had trouble mm -hmm. finding your vein. So there's two different ways to look at this. Like he's already I been there. I think he definitely meant he went to the doctor to get his blood drawn. And uh, the doctor had trouble finding his vein, so he couldn't draw blood from him. I'm almost certain that's what uh, Brandon intended. I don't think that makes sense with this drawing, though, because clearly he threw the knives around the right around the outline of the man's body. I mean, if he wanted to find a vein, he would just have to aim for the middle of the man's body. I don't know. Right, but he missed. Right, he had trouble finding the vein. He missed, exactly. He missed in a perfect outline of the man's body. <laughs> uh, it's silly but that's definitely where brandon was going with it and i only say that because yeah. i like i said had pretty much the same caption mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a bit confusing it's just so mm -hmm. yeah I, I i've got to pass on that one yeah uh, how about you beth i already voted and i voted for of course you'll be strapped to a spinning wheel during the actual procedure i think that yes. one's funny that's my favorite as well. I, I think uh, it's really good. Uh, you know, it's it. You could see it being a carnival trick or a you know, it's exactly what would happen. You know, and it just it takes it up a notch to yeah. another level, and it brings you a step out of the cartoon, which out of the drawing, which I think is great. Right, you're ready. I really like story. it. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and while it's long, it's perfectly worded. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's long, but I like every word in it. Yes, me too. Uh, which is rare. Usually when they're wrong, it's because, I mean, usually when they're long, it's because somebody worded it a little sloppy. Mm -hmm. I don't mind the, of course, in the beginning. I like every word in this, even though it makes it long. Yeah, I agree. I think you actually need the, of course, in there. Yes, you I know, agree. Because he's saying, well, you know, here I got it a perfect thing, but of course, when we do the actual procedure it's going to be kicked up a notch you mm -hmm. know so uh, i think it's great yeah i agree i think that is a uh, that 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 will be the winner yeah and it's usually non-invasive i think is decent i think it works with the drawing it's just not as strong i had a an idea caption idea that i didn't submit that was similar it was define not define non-invasive you know but i didn't go with it I think it's okay. I could see why it was chosen, but yeah, the other yeah. one is so much better. Yeah. So I'll be very surprised if number two doesn't win. Before we jump into the current contest, did either of you vote at all for the current contest uh, that's in voting? Yeah. I've, I mentioned I'll, it for in, a specific reason. I think they started the voting Tuesday, right? Because Monday was a holiday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so. as far as I can tell, they had their top 50 captions at like five o'clock on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I saw them repeat something also. different, but it hasn't changed mm -hmm. at right. all. I've I've been noticing something weird about the voting in the last few contests. Uh, can't quite put my finger on it, but something seems off. And I can't tell what it is because they're not updating the data on the crowdsourcing website yeah. so it's it's a bit frustrating because i think there's something going on but i can't tell what it is and it's yeah it's just strange to me that they would give such a short period of time before they call down 
the top captions. It, mm-hmm. it, and so many of them are similar. Like, uh, you know, there's there's two crumb captions that bubble up to the top. You know, we'll have those crumbs on your table cleaned mm-hmm. up in no time, which is a couple sloppy. of arm to table captions. Yeah. Yeah. There's some Christmas ones in there, I think, uh, to do with. And it just yeah. it feels like and this happened once before. It, it feels like there's captions missing. I, we, we I don't know if it's, of, they're missing. I just think they're calling it so quickly. In other words, I submitted, and I'm sure many people submitted similar. I'm sure there are hundreds of them when we get to that. But I submitted a allow me to clear those, allow me to clear the crumbs from your table, which I like, but it's certainly, from what I can see, is not going to be original. Right. I bring it up because it seems like that caption didn't get any type of shot. Like they chose their two crumb captions, mm-hmm. and that's all they're showing is. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. the two crumb captions that rose to the top are not worded well. Mm-hmm. They're long and sloppy worded. And if if the people voting like crumb captions, you would think there'd be more and they'd be the better worded ones. Mm-hmm. Well, there's right. one that, uh, what was yours, Beth? I think. Uh, Mine was, was they, rec- they recommend the steak. Yeah, so they recommend the one. steak. And I haven't seen it at all. Yeah, but what I have seen is fish. they recommend the mm-hmm. beef, they recommend the fish, and they yeah. recommend the pork chop. I saw that too. Yeah, I did not. So see if people yours. like everything recommended other than chicken, <laughs> and yours isn't there. It, it, right. It's frustrating because yeah. you just want to, mm-hmm. like, all everyone w- wants is just to, for their caption to get a shot. Right. W- when the voting is over by five o'clock on Tuesday and it didn't start until, you know, 12 o'clock right. on Tuesday, mm-hmm. you had a five hour span to get your caption looked at. Yeah. And then they stopped showing new captions. Right. Very frustrating. Yeah. I don't know if that's new because I, I went on a probably two month span without voting. And this week I was voting mm-hmm. regularly. Yeah. No, it, it seems like the last couple of contests have had, you know, I, I don't think the previous one was as bad as this one, but it seemed like they did consolidate the captions quicker, you know, quickly last contest as well. Mm-hmm. So I, they might be changing things that uh, how they do the crowdsourcing, but you know, I, it's I don't know. I've I've, yeah. I've emailed them to ask, and I haven't heard a response back yet. To mm-hmm. you know, just yeah, I'll I'll hope on. this is a glitch because I mean, every caption can't be getting a fair shake if they're only showing them for five hours. Mm-hmm. Like right. I said, from by Tuesday five o'clock, the twenty that you see in there now, or the twenty that were there, you know, today's Wednesday, the twenty that were there yesterday five o'clock. And I'll periodically go in and look, just look at the top 20 to see if they change. And they're not changing. It's the same. They're just showing the same captions. Right. Over and over again. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to say with, you know, when you can't see the data, they're not posting the data either. So you can't see whether your caption got even one vote, one look (laughs) at it, you know, I mean, even one unfunny would, you know, show me that it got looked at. Right. You know, but we can't even see that. It's not updated since the uh, soccer cartoon, which was several cartoons ago. Right. Well, know. just a frustration. What's going on over there? <laughs> All right. Uh, gripes aside, how about current contest? 835. A pirate standing on a mound of money and a treasure chest in a coffee shop. And the barista is speaking to the pirate. Uh, Beth, did you submit yet? I did. I did submit. Um, I did not come up with a lot of ideas. Uh, and I 
thought of one that I liked and I went with it and it was, um, I just swabbed that, that floor. Yes. You, I, I remember that cause you emailed us that. Yeah. Uh, I had to Google it. I know it seems like swabbing a deck is a term for cleaning a deck, uh, which I was not familiar with. So I didn't it's, get your caption when yeah. you submitted it, which led me to Google it. It's, it's pirate speak <laughs> for mopping. <laughs> If you know that, it's a good catch. I would not have known that. I think most people know I that. I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> um, I, I'm I think, not up to date on my pirate speak. Well, I mean, even in like, you know, Looney Tunes cartoons or, you know, way back in the day, they used to talk about swabbing the deck, you know, or Popeye. Maybe it was Popeye I'm mm-hmm. thinking of. They used to talk about swabbing the deck. So that's that's kind of how I knew about it from a cartoon way back when. But, uh, you know, I just felt like I, I I wanted to try to take it from a different angle rather than, you know, we only take cash or, you know. Yeah, this is. You know, I'm, I'm ordering coffee or whatever. And so I just figured, you know, he just dumped all this treasure all over her nice clean floor and yeah. she she's annoyed by it. So I said, I just swabbed that floor. This is a very, very hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's two things. It's hard. And uh, pirates, I guess, have joined the club of things that I don't like in caption contests. Pirates, <laughs> sheep, dogs, cats. Uh, the pirate has joined something I don't want to caption. <laughs> and my senses with this one is going to be the case where people Google pirate words, Google coffee shop words, and just try and mesh the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't like that strategy in those captions uh so this is probably not going to be a satisfying cartoon for me mm-hmm. and i said i was going to start submitting on monday i did last week and i failed already second week <laughs> into january uh, so there goes that Woo-hoo. that resolution is failed One so are, are, are you trying to say you don't like my caption because i used a pirate word uh <laughs> no but i just think that's the strategy <laughs> Mm. I don't like that strategy. Yeah. And I don't like that strategy because I don't think it's the main strategy here, though. It's just Googling a word and finding that whole strategy of coming up with captions. I don't like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of pirate words. Yeah. Well, I was trying to take it a little bit a step further. So it's not just a play on the word. Like it was like, you know, it shows you she just mopped the floor. Yeah. You know, then he came in and dumped that treasure all over the floor. And now she's she's mad. So that's, that's what I was going for. So it wasn't just a straight, you know, pun. Yeah, it definitely works. I think mm-hmm. people are familiar with the term. I think it absolutely has a shot. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens, but fingers crossed. <laughs> I've got nothing for this. This one has me stumped. You know, I'm I had with to figure you. Out- I, I've got nothing good. Yeah. I had to figure out what is going on here. First of all, it's like, okay, is that a deli, a bakery, a coffee shop. And I, I think it's a bakery. Am I, am I correct there? Mm-hmm. It's a bakery. I think it's a bakery slash coffee shop. Coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, coffee shop but both. I, I see like cases for baked goods there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my guess. But what's thrown me off is that older couple in the background. It's like, I keep going there. It's like, what the hell is this older couple doing in the background back there? Why do it? Why did the cartoonist draw an older couple <laughs> in the background? It's distracting me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he, he, uh, his original caption has to have something to do with them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why would he go? I mean, right. for one thing, let's comment on the fact that 
Eddie Ward, who I hope will get on, is an outstanding artist. I mean, he's yeah. got to be a top oh, three. This yeah. is out of control good. Mm -hmm. That's a great pirate. It is. Every, so much and I looked detail. at his, his other stuff, too. His drawings are absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. I say that to say the fact that him drawing those that old couple probably took him a long time. Mm -hmm. So if they have yeah. nothing to do with his original caption, it would surprise me that he would invest that much time in drawing them mm -hmm. if they serve no purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm looking on the looks and everybody's face and the older couples kind of got this, uh, come on, looked their, you know, mm -hmm. on them. And the uh, server has got this kind of like, she's just given this big sigh, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. This is just usually, you know, when I see a cartoon, I can whip off, you know, a dozen captions off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. I got absolutely nothing for this one. It just, you know, I'm, it's it's it, this one has stumped me. This one is this this is it's like the first time in a long time I got nothing. Mm -hmm. um, well, of course, the obvious one is "Welcome to Starbucks." Right. Yeah, are. yeah. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of that. that. There's going to be a lot of that, and that'll probably crowdsource high. Mm -hmm. okay. But that will okay. certainly. I'm, I'm embarrassed here. I'm embarrassed here. This is this. Mm -hmm. I did think of this. Nice booty. <laughs> there's going to be a ton of booty. Yes. There's going to be a ton of booty. It's like, yeah, that, you could add booty and chest too if you want to get mm -hmm. two parts of the body. You got a chest here and a booty. Um, Except that she doesn't look like she's no, saying that's, that. That's the booty. problem. She's not saying mm -hmm. that. You know? Yeah. But, you know, I looked at that, looked at that person going, you know, with the kind of shirt and everything, is that like an old, you know, another shipmate of the pirate? You know, is that kind of that pirate shirt almost that they're wearing? On know? her? On the on cashier? Her. Yeah, on the cashier. Mm, it looks to me like just a regular shirt with okay. an apron. Like I, I was a, looking at that and going, mm -hmm. you know, is that you know, is that somebody who like walked the plank and or quit being a pirate and went and got a new job? And mm -hmm. is there something there? It's like, uh, I don't know. Here's what I'm, you can, I'm really stretching for it here. Here's an idea. You can pick up your your order at the end of the plank. Ah, uh -huh. <laughs> Did anyone in the Facebook group have anything that you? Um, there were a few, uh, a few of the Starbucks ones. Um, there were a bunch about how expensive eggs are these days oh, yeah. that he's ordering eggs with all that. A few of, you know, we, we don't take cash, you know, right. a few using the word plunder and a few using the word booty. Yeah. Um, things like that. There's one that, uh, Another one I came up with was was uh, before I submitted was I can't make change for a diamond. I was I was thinking of something similar to that is I can't make change for more than a hundred doubloons. Mm. That was yeah similar to that one. So yeah, th there's one in the Facebook group that I think is pretty good. It's uh, do you have anything smaller? That that one's that that mm -hmm. one's worded nicely. I like that. yeah yeah that is worded nicely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that is okay. actually a very, very, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, I think that one's good. Yeah. All right. Very curious to see, A, what I come up with, and B, uh, what the finalists are for this one. Because mm -hmm. this, this this is tough. Uh, let's yeah, jump into people, cartoons. You know, oh, before we jump off of that, I'm sorry. A lot of people I noticed, well, I shouldn't say a lot. There were several people in the Facebook group who had the, the wrong speaker. No. Having the... The pirate speaking. I did too for the first bunch of captions I came mm -hmm. up with. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I looked at it closer and realized, oh, wow. Yeah. No, definitely yeah. the uh, it's, Yeah, it's definitely no doubt about it. Uh, the barista there is speaking. Yeah. Oh, and there's one more I, I saw in the Facebook group that I really like. And it was, it wasn't buried. It was just, oh, well, this is the wrong speaker, though. So here I am saying it's the wrong speaker. And now <laughs> I'm saying I like this caption, but maybe it could be reworked to uh, have it be the uh, cashier, but it was, it wasn't buried. It was just in the sofa. Uh, I think that's funny. Like you find all this change in the sofa and then you go out and buy coffee with it, (laughs) but it doesn't work because it's the wrong speaker. I I don't think you can rework it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a a caption in there for it with the other people. You know how, how the, like sometimes people on, on a line will pay for the people behind them. Yes. Just out of the kindness of mm-hmm. their heart, like, you know, oh, I'm going to pay for these people behind me. You know, maybe, maybe that's why those people are in the background. But they don't look maybe happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I didn't submit. I, I will, uh, broke my newest resolution and I will try and take this one on Saturday and see what I can come up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is going to take some work. How about, uh, cartoon stock? We have a winner on, Cartoon stock. We were going to discuss it last week, but we didn't want to do it before the winner was selected. Right. And uh, the winner for the Vikings in the boardroom was, if Google Translate is correct, they want our women and our cattle. Oh, Paul, you have a take on that cap- on that winner? Yeah. <laughs> really? I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh, other I, ones. I, there's the runners up that I like better than that one. So, I mean, I, I don't mind it. It's just that mm-hmm. I think there's better ones than the runners up. I think they chose it for the right reason. It very, very well captures everything that's going on. Yeah, it, it does um, capture it well. But I, I thought don't. he was looking at a piece of paper, but I think the cartoonist mentioned on their video that it is a tablet. Mm-hmm. So if it's a tablet, this caption really touches on everything. Yeah. I mean, so I I think it's funny, and I do think it touches on everything. I think this was probably a pretty good choice. I, I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty happy with this selection. Yeah. And it's probably just me personally, but I just don't find it funny. You know, it's it it does work for the image. It just mm-hmm. I, I didn't laugh at it. It's just like oh, okay. Yeah. The the only change I would have made to it is taking out that second hour. They want our women and cattle, not our, our women and our cattle. But I, you know, that's being really super nitpicky. And <laughs> uh, I I love the caption. I love it. I will say, uh, I don't think that's a caption the New Yorker would ever choose. And I certainly think that's the case for the Navy caption last week, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't necessarily yeah. a bad thing. In fact, I think it's a good thing. This cat, this contest kind of lets you stretch your wings a little more. You could be yeah. a little. Yeah. Again, yeah. I don't think the New Yorker would choose. It. I think it's a little silly. I don't know. Maybe the Google Translate part about it, but it doesn't seem like a caption the New Yorker would choose. Well, also, it's not wordplay. It's not it's not a pun. Right. And that's what seems to be bubbling up to the top at, 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 in the New Yorker of late. And that seems to be the more popular captions. And this is like this is the, the difference, I think, between um, contests that are judged by real people right. and, and contests that are judged solely on, you know, oh, this crowdsourced and. Now we're going to choose from the the top of the crowdsourcing because they really go through all of them. Granted, it's a lot less. Yeah. But but 
it's it's better judging. It's better judging in this contest. Absolutely. Yeah, at least your caption's being seen. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the right. huge frustration with New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. I don't think they look at anything more than the first few that bubble up, mm-hmm. right. which is strange because it really doesn't take that much time. In other words, if they're going to choose a cleaning up the crumbs caption for this bird contest currently, mm-hmm. it would seem they would find one and go, okay, this is a theme we like. Yeah. You know, do a search, find the 50 that have that and pick the best worded one. Right. I don't know why they wouldn't do it that way. Right. But who That's says the way they it don't. should be done. Yeah, you know, who says they don't? You know, maybe we don't know who's gotten who's won that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. they may have. They may right. have. Those are just right. the ones that bubbled up. Yeah. Very rare that they don't choose the ones that bubble up, but right. I guess we will see. Yeah. Um, were any of yours mentioned? Uh, uh as, as almost making it? I got a mention in the um well, I saw my uh, one of my caption two of my captions in the um judging video that made it to a couple people's final cut. Mine, mine that made it to the final cut was uh, we've been killing the competition and, yeah, think... and well, technically they are stakeholders. That one I like that's, that's that one I do like. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's wordplay, you know, but I don't think those, those two are any worse than they're in acquisitions. It's the same kind of, you know, same kind of thing, you know, (laughs) different words, but it's the same word, you know, word play. So, um, so, but I was happy. I got a shout out in Larry's, uh, in Larry's um, blog commentary for uh, we've been killing the competition. Yeah. And then it was fun to see that I had two out of my three in the final judging. So I was happy about that. Even though I didn't win, I was happy about it. I got nothing. I, I, <laughs> no love? I got nothing again. I, I I am just going downhill this last month, you know, just not seeing one of my captions in over a month in any of these contests. So I'm in a rut. I, I think I'm overthinking them and mm-hmm. I'm trying not to overthinking them, but trying not to overthink them. I'm overthinking them. It's just, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to get out of this rut. Well, it's it's funny because I literally entered these at, let's see, I'm looking at it. I entered two of them at 1041, the night of the deadline, PM, and one at 1112, the night of the deadline. So I was entering them at the 11th hour, literally. And uh, so I, for for that reason, I think it was okay the way I finished. Uh, I went through the voting and I actually never got through it so it seems like the contest is getting more popular well usually said- i get through the voting quickly and i actually never got through it i gave up before i even got to the end because it was taking too long which usually isn't the case so i think they're starting to get more participants they they said on the video that there was i think like 360 something um entrance which is probably over 200 mm-hmm. uh, if you, you get three not everyone does three right. it's probably at least 200 people Mm-hmm. At yeah. a minimum, two hundred breaks it breaks even. Mm-hmm. I'm giving away prizes at least. So for the prizes, right? Not paying for the cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and we've had a few people email us that say they just started playing. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised if if the contest will grow. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't know your take. I don't actually like this new cartoon. I don't know if it's because it's in color or it's Hulk or what, but it looks too cartoony, cartoony to me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, maybe I'm just used to the New Yorker cartoons and maybe I become a New Yorker snob, but I don't like these cartoony cartoony. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so I don't particularly like this current contest. That's not to say it's going to be hard to caption. I just don't like the way it looks. Well, my first thought was they just did a superhero contest. The uh, but then it, it I, that was my first thought, but it actually wasn't a superhero contest. I just remembered it that way. I was thinking about the one with the Godzilla and the the Ghostbusters guy, yeah. and the, you know, it it just kind of when I saw this, I was like, "Ooh, that's another superhero one," but it really wasn't. Yeah, so. I think certainly mm-hmm. different enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have some ideas. I already submitted a couple, but I'm not going to say what they are because right. Larry listens. Yes. <laughs> yep. I submitted two out of three already. Yeah, I haven't even given One it. to go. <laughs> I, I flipped it over and I got a couple ideas, but I think one of them is going to be a pretty common one, so I don't think I'm going to go there. So working on it i haven't submitted anything yeah we had a question in the facebook group as to whether this is a married couple or a mother child scenario what do you guys think married couple uh having thinking about it just now i'd say married couple but if you can come up with a good sun caption i don't think it's going to hinder you but i think it's a married couple i i submitted one that's a mother son Mm. caption it could be it's Mm -hmm. It's possible. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you can find something funny, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's I, the one I was thinking of. It's uh, actually a date to caption. The one I'm thinking. Oh, it could be a date as well. So, it, it, there's an obvious date one there. I don't know. It could be a th- date, but I think more of dates as like right, being being held at a restaurant or a bar. Right. That, that's or the problem. Like this not really home. in somebody's living room. But. Uh, there, there is. It's the one that's quite common. I'm sure people will think of it since I've said date. So I'll, I'll just leave it at there. I won't go any further. <laughs> I don't know what you're, what you, what you're alluding to. <laughs> uh, let's just say there's an app that you would look at, and some people oh, are surprised oh, by uh, oh. something that they saw on the app. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got you. Yeah. So that's where I went. All right, then. Uh, with that, you guys uh, interviewed Jeremy Nguyen yesterday that I was not there for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't we jump right into that and I'll uh, listen with everyone else okay welcome back to the podcast uh, today we have Jeremy Nguyen on with us today welcome Jeremy hello thank you for having me so you're a cartoonist for the New Yorker and lots of other places uh, how did you get your start in cartooning what, what was the genesis of you yeah, no, I've always been drawing as a kid and uh, loved, you know, my mom always tells a story of when I was a baby, the only way to get me to stop crying was to put a pen and pencil in my hand and a piece of paper in front of me and I'll just draw lines and draw circles and dots and I would shut the hell up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I think that's my origin story of drawing um, in terms of cartoons. I mean, I think I'm like anybody else who loved reading Sunday comic strips, um, going to the library and picking up drawing books and cartooning books and a big Garfield fat cat anthologies, um, Calvin and the Hobbes books, yeah. 
you know, all those uh, uh, Mr. and Little Miss and Mr. <laughs> you know, Mr. Bumped books, all of those stuff were hugely influential to me. So did you when, go, oh go ahead. Oh, I I, I really didn't think. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> go say, ahead. did you go to college for art? Did you get formal art training? Absolutely, yes. So um yeah, after um after high school, I I I had won a an award in high school called the Congressional Arts Competition. And that was put on by my congressman and few districts around the country do that as well. Um, and one of the prizes for winning is that your art is hung in this tunnel that connects the, uh, I want to say the House of Representatives to Congress. There's like this underground tunnel in D.C. where uh, politicians can walk so they don't have to cross, you know, five different highways. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, there there's all this student artwork in this tunnel um, as you walk through. So, so. Um, when I, I won my junior year, got to have my art hanging in this tunnel. Um, I was flown out to visit my congr congressman. Um, turns out when I got older, I found out he's not a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> where where did you grow up? It. This was in California in mm -hmm. the Bay Area. Um, mm -hmm. I want to say an, a district in San Leandro, Oakland mm -hmm. area. Um, and this is Congressman Pete Stark. He's a he's a huge Republican <laughs> um, and one of the most disliked congressmen um, in terms of popularity. But anyways, met him when I was 16, 17. But um, the college I eventually went um, to, SCAD, they offered scholarships for anyone who won this um, competition. So okay. I applied to SCAD and I had always um, wanted to go to SCAD um, you know, as I had learned about it in high school, um, because they have a sequential art department, which is comics and storyboarding, mm -hmm. um, as to most schools that usually just have like an illustration department. So yeah, I really wanted to draw comics and um, SCAD was one of the few places that offered degrees in comics. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> had no idea. Were you aware of the New Yorker growing up or were you just a comic uh, cartoon fan like Peanuts and newspaper comics? Right. I was mostly into Peanuts, newspaper comics. You know, Foxtrot was a big one with me and my brother. And I, you know, I don't know if I had a huge understanding of the New Yorker and the New Yorker's reach mm -hmm. as a Californian. I mean... When, when I was in high school, I would watch The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, and I did not understand how prevalent Judaism and <laughs> New York humor <laughs> in general was a mm. huge thing um, as a California person. And so, you know, I, I probably knew of New Yorker mostly through covers. And Adrian Tomina is this... Uh, decorated New Yorker cover artist, graphic novelist. He grew up in the Bay Area. He's also Asian. He moved to Brooklyn um, uh, later in his life. And um, I think that's how I came to understand what the New Yorker was. Besides, mm -hmm. you know, seeing random cartoons here and there and single panel cartoons here and there, mm -hmm. um, I didn't really have an idea 
that New Yorker cartoons were a thing until I got to college. Oh, wow. Yeah, you weren't the uh, sequential, uh, you know, graphic novels and strips and such. The gag cartoon was not on your radar. Is mm-hmm. not really not in not not at least in terms of the New Yorker version. I've seen editorial cartoons, of course, and one of my favorite comic strips growing up was Bizarro by Dan Perraro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course, uh, seeing stuff like Far Side gave me an understanding of single panel cartoons. But yeah, I remember getting Dan Perraro's like autobiography from Chronicle Books. Um, and, you know, tearing through that book uh, as a high schooler and just being like, how does, you know, it, it, it was fun to me because his comics were, you know, didn't follow a set group of characters. They were all completely different ideas day to day. Um, and so that was appealing to me when I was drawing some of my own like cartoons for the high school newspaper and not having to come up with a cast of characters, but I could just come up with strange ideas and, mm-hmm. and commentary. That's awesome. I think uh, Wayne Wayno from Bizarro Comics is a regular listener of our podcast, so I think he'll be happy to hear this. Oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> that yes. So, so, so then what, what was your path into the New Yorker from there? Yeah, so... You know, it's funny, I uh, since I've been in The New Yorker, I've had some friends from college, you know, uh, say how cool it is to see my work. I had one friend who told me, um, and I have no memory of having said this, but she said, she messaged me on Facebook and she said, you know, you and I, we took this trip to uh, New York in our junior year and I remember seeing the uh new yorkers on the newsstands and she said to me um that i had said in college on this trip that i was going to be in the magazine someday and i have no memory of that (laughs) i'm sure i have said it i just have no memory of telling specifically her Uh Um, yeah and so i i i there was a book that i read in college called um I read it for the cartoons, I want to say by Richard Gare. Um, but in the book, he um, interviews, you know, a bunch of legendary New Yorker cartoonists. And this was at the time when Amazon Kindle had just come out and there were all mm-hmm. these free books on Amazon Kindle. And this was a free book that I was able to uh, not have to pay for mm-hmm. as a college student. And you know, it it they interviewed uh, Roz. They interviewed. Um, I want to say they interviewed George. Um, blanking which George? It George wasn't Booth. George Price. George, George Booth. Booth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, yes, George <laughs> Booth. Um, I always I, I have both their books right next to me on the shelf, and I'm always like, it's Booth, Booth. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, and there was another cartoonist in it. Oh man, now I'm blanking who said that they had grown up in Savannah, Georgia and um, moved to New York uh, afterwards. And, you know, me living in Savannah, I was like, oh, my goodness, there's just having that little connection Mm -hmm. uh, to a cartoonist just made me fascinated and made me want to dive deeper into it. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, my brother 
had gotten me for Christmas, there was like a Walden books going out of business. And so he picked up a giant tome, you know, that big New Yorker collection yeah. of cartoons from 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I got it for like five dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even next it to was me, like I got it for five bucks. Wow. Um, and so yeah, I I, I really uh, latched onto that and read it from cover to cover and loaded up that CD-ROM that's in there mm-hmm. <laughs> and went through all those low resolution files of cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was you know kind of my way into it. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, marinated in New Yorker and, cartoons for a while. Just, absolutely. Just, yeah. You're like the milk in the refrigerator. You just absorbed it all and just you took on the flavor <laughs> of New Yorker. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's it's funny. In college, I was, you know, studying to become like a graphic novelist, basically doing things that like Chris Ware and Adrian Tomina were doing. And, you know, I thought I'd have this insane career of, you know, one book every couple of years mm-hmm. um and it's turned in and now i've like really stripped myself away from doing doing ginormous books every year and um, and doing cartoons instead which is like the smallest form of comics you can really get and and your first cartoon was bought and published in 2017 right was that under bob Correct. or under yes. emma that was with Bob. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Bob, uh, I saw Bob for the first time January 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started submitting to him. Um, yeah, right at the beginning of the year. And for just uh, he he was he was happy to see uh, some of the, them, but told me to come back. And I submitted for another three weeks before selling my first cartoon. Wow. So you That's actually went to the New Yorker. <laughs> You you showed up in person and said, "Here's my stuff. What do you think?" That's Just, right. How, how is how yeah. intimidating is that? How how intimidating is that to do that? It's very intimidating and like it's weird to hear that that's what you have to do. But I had always, you know, um, romanticized the idea of that Mad Magazine era of cartoonists who would talk about going door to door, Saturday Evening Post, New Yorker, Playboy, et cetera, selling their um, work. And I and I always felt that it was so difficult that I had to know someone's email in order to send them my portfolio. Um, so I was like, it would be nice just to be able to go into their office and, you know, sneak up and meet an art director in person with, you know, all your work with you um so i always romanticized that era of the 60s and 70s where that happened you know i think that's how they did it in mad men when people just came mm-hmm. into the office to show <laughs> work right. to advertisers um and so watching that show even even that show had a few cartoonists on it i think and illustrators and i just was like that's that's i would love to just do that so so <laughs> it it was intimidating um to do it but i think i was like prepared in my head that oh this is a cool way of you know having a tradition and and doing the in the old school way of 
of things. So yeah, that is definitely so. old school being able to show up in person <laughs> and doing that. It's just, I, yeah. I, I love that you can do that. You did that. You know, you must've mm-hmm. been one of the last people to do that. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. No, I went with my buddy Ellis Rosen, who was also a SCAD person. Oh. And he, 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 he brought me along at the very beginning of the new year in January and I remember it was raining that day, so that was even more intimidating. It was like my first time going to that building near, you know, at the World Trade Center area mm-hmm. with rain going down on you. And we had heard stories of, you know, people who went to the offices and met all their heroes and met all these other cartoonists who were in the magazine. Mm-hmm. But because it was the first week of the new year after the holidays, they weren't e- we weren't even sure if the meeting was happening and we were there anyways with nobody there you know maybe there was another one or two other cartoonists um young people like us but it was dead empty i think that's why i was allowed to have like a bit more time with bob than usual cuz he wasn't just you know trying to get through the line yeah um, i was going to say that probably worked out <laughs> to your advantage you know <laughs> i think so definitely mm-hmm. And it was just nice to also just um, kick off uh, a new year and, you know, have that new beginning then. And then, you know, as you guys know, Bob retired like two months into me Mm -hmm. (laughs) submitting to him. So that was kind of a a wild um, and interesting moment. Yeah, but but he bought after three or four weeks of you going in. Did you go in every week after that first time or did you skip? Um, I think I've I went in a couple more times, and I I, th- I think I sold on an on a on a batch that I emailed in. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then I I would go in every couple of weeks um, uh-huh. through in that whole time that I knew Bob and tried to get as much face time as I could for uh-huh. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you <laughs> sold that, how long did it take before that actually showed up in the magazine? I was so lucky. I was so lucky that I sold it and they were like, it's coming out in the next issue. So So I turned it around a uh, final to them really quickly. And yeah, I think, yeah, I sold it in like mid mid to late January. And then they printed it the first week of February. Wow. That's that's amazing. Because when we talk to the cartoonists, it's usually they sell it and then they wait. Mm-hmm. And they oh, wait, I know. And they <laughs> I wait. Know. They tell everybody they I'm going to be the New Yorker. Time. And people are going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I'll what, see it when you know, I'll believe it when I see it. What, yeah. what was your first cartoon that you sold? My first cartoon was um it was two cave women sitting around a campfire. And uh one of the one of the girls says Remember when men used to have? Remember when men used to have masculine names like Oog and Gog? Now they have names like Florg and Smurg. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's um, just a goopy. That's just a goopy cartoon, but I love it. Yeah, it's great. I, you know, I had always thought my name doesn't sound super masculine, like you know, Hank and Don and stuff. So I was like, oh, Jeremy. All right, that's <laughs> not. <laughs> masculine so so i'm i'm glad that the, a very personal one was my first one mm-hmm. uh but yeah do you have a favorite that you've done a favorite of your oh own oh my god i can't i can't you know <laughs> they're all your favorites they're all they're all, they're all pretty there's there's many out there 
it's it's always like my favorite one is the one that I'm hoping they buy this week. That's mm-hmm. usually my favorite one. But I I do have a, a one that I'm very proud of having come up with, which is the uh, it's a uh, oh man I am I have not spoken to somebody all day today, so I'm a little dead in the head. <laughs> who who is that artist that uh, made the balloon dog? <laughs> <laughs> um, um crimson no jeff coon no. right jeff coon yeah coon jeff coon yes jeffrey Kuhn. So jeff coon's balloon dog is in a museum and it is drinking out of marcel duchamp's the fountain which is a toilet bowl urinal yeah. and so the dog is drinking out of the bowl and there's a guard saying bad art bad oh um, that's cute <laughs> I, I like that. That's, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'm yes. I'm I'm crazy about one that one because it's a it's an art related cartoon. Um The New Yorker didn't buy it or publish it, but I think that's just one of my favorite um cartoons I've made um what, in recent years. What what do you do with your rejected cartoons? Do you shop them around to other places or do you put them on Instagram or what happens? Yeah, them? I do all those things. I, mm-hmm. I, I shop them around to other places, put them on Instagram. And uh, especially if they do well on Instagram, I'll turn them into prints and sell them on my uh, store. Mm-hmm. So what is your process? It's uh, Do you start out uh, sketching it all or do you just do it directly in digital or what, what, how do you how do you go about creating your cartoons? All right. So my process is I sit at a desk and I'm really, really sad because uh, I have no ideas. <laughs> um and I, I just like I really struggle with sitting down and writing, and and you know I wish I was I had better writing techniques for brainstorming, but the other way that I come up with cartoons is you know I'll it'll hit me while I'm somewhere else or having a conversation with a friend or my partner, and um, you know it's it's I it's nicer when it's more organic when I can come up, where I can pick out little aspects of life and then come back to it later and have a jumping off point. But yeah, usually I'm just really, really upset that I, I don't have a good cartoon yet. Um, <laughs> and then and then my process is is sketching it out and, and bringing it. Once I find a good idea and I have it formulated in my head, that's when I take it to my iPad and really just bust it out. Um, I kind of do um finished work all the way through even in my sketches um just because i want to be done with it and you know uh be able to have something to present or show Mm -hmm. on instagram and not have to revisit it and you're you're doing those sketches the the cartoons the finished cartoons are all done on your ipad or digitally or or all digitally, yes. Mm-hmm. All digitally on my eleven inch, twelve inch iPad. Yeah. Wow. So I I read an article that uh, you were interviewed in, and I, there's a term you use that I just love. It's mining for cartoons. Oh yeah. And, and it's just like that is perfect. I mean, that's you go out into the world and you just look. I mean, you, I don't know. <laughs> right. You, you go. I you mean, really I do go just, into you're waiting cave. for this nugget to show up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really do go into a cave and, you know, and that 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 gem or that piece of gold or that rock with a sliver of amethyst in it, you know, that could be uh, 
you looking at a fire hydrant and coming up with a fire hydrant cartoon or figuring out why your bike lane isn't as wide as it should be and why UPS cars are always parked in it. <laughs> um, those are those are like, you know, the rocks. And then you take that home and you refine it into a gem, into a mineral, into, a, you know, a gemstone. And so um, I always do feel like a dwarf with a pickaxe uh, <laughs> trying to find a great cartoon. Do you submit 10 a week? Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think my max these days is about five or six. Um, and then there's many, many weeks where I submit one cartoon or two wow. cartoons in my batch. Yeah. Well, quality over quantity, probably. Just yeah, well. yeah. And- I'm sen- I think I'm censoring myself a lot. And, you know, because I'm making like final artwork, it does take a bit of more time mm-hmm. um, to do. So I'm always just like, all right, what do I think is 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 really representative of my voice? And those are the only ones I'm going to uh, show Emma. Yeah. And you do a lot of daily shouts and daily cartoons as well. I, think, I do. Right? I haven't mm-hmm. in recent in like the mo- in the recent year. Okay. But yeah, my philosophy when I first started was try and be in the New Yorker as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very hard to get in the print. So I saw other ways, you know, Emma had just uh, started and the daily cartoon had just appeared like later that year. Um, And I was like, you know, not every cartoonist had been asked to beta test this um, new section. So I tried to take advantage of the privilege that was offered to me of being able to submit, you know, political and timelier topical cartoons mm-hmm. um you know there's cartoonists out there who are better at channeling their emotions into cartoons and so i don't i guess that's possibly not you know a reason why they were asked to do this section in the beginnings so i really just tried to take every opportunity afforded to me and mm-hmm. uh get as many cartoons out there as possible you know, get as much of my name out there as possible. Yeah. Fast and quickly. Yeah. Very smart. Very smart. And uh, recent, I think it was recently, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, you had one that was a take on the Peter Steiner on the internet, no one knows you're a dog, right? Yes, that's right. I did mm-hmm. a cartoon where it's the same dogs at the same computer, basically the same exact composition as Peter's. And uh, I think they say on Twitter, nobody knows you're a dog or nobody verifies you're a dog. Mm. That's right. Yeah. I was, uh, I was racking my brain trying to come up with an Elon Musk and Twitter cartoon. And I don't know how it just hit me, but that cartoon really came back and uh, reared its head at me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just so fun to, pay tribute to, mm-hmm. you know, a, a historic, legendary, iconic cartoon in a way that, you know, was modernizing it for the current moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I like to think that uh, in five years down the line, there'll be some new technology or something where somebody will take a takeoff on your takeoff of that cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure once Twitter makes its next logical evolution or the internet in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I and then I got to meet Peter 
a couple of years ago and you know he's he's just so great in person too he's such a nice guy mm -hmm. um he really he, he he talked about how he had just retired from cartooning and i was like you can do that you can retire from cartooning. <laughs> i thought you have to do this for the rest of your life um um but no it was it was uh fabulous to to hear that you can do pretty well and i'm sure he does pretty well off mm -hmm. of that cartoon to oh, be able yeah. to retire so that was very hopeful yeah you just have to hit the right note. That's just good. And just let it reverberate through the universe and you're done. It's... Absolutely. Yeah. That's the goal, I think. Right. Yeah. And then you, your books, you did a book on um, uh, how can I pet your dog or ways That's to right, pet yes. other people's dogs, um, <laughs> yeah. which, which is great. And then, a, and then a whole series of parenting books. Yeah, so the parenting books came before. That was like one of my first illustration gigs that I got, and it was uh, it was a very interesting proposal because this this company was, you know, they they had they they're like a data driven publishing company, which is weird and disgusting to hear. <laughs> um, but they were like, there's all this data on parenting books that are geared towards moms, and there aren't many dad books out there. Um, so they they wanted to create a, uh, a series of books that would be appealing to fathers because the books that were out there, they're all they were all like corny and cheesy. And they're all like, dude, you're going to be a dad <laughs> or rock star, you know, fatherhood tips. Um, and so they wanted something a little bit like more sophisticated and less cringy. And naturally, they had seen a cartoon of mine for the new yorker that was about parenting and it's a uh it's it takes place in a restaurant there's a hostess who's about to seat some new customers but she looks over at a table and there's this family with rambunctious children uh being loud and throwing food everywhere and they look very upset and worried and the hostess says to the customers that table is yours once that family decides to move to the suburbs. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think that was a big cartoon for me in, in getting these parenting gigs because mm -hmm. they wanted something that struck this tone of, you know, someone who might be reluctant to be a parent or someone who would like to have some levity brought onto their mm -hmm. uh, forthcoming hellscape that they're about to go through um so yeah it was you know i'm not a parent myself um and and maybe that was something that appealed to them as well as someone who who might have what's it called maybe maybe a uh jaded mm -hmm. um look towards what parenthood might look like um so yeah it was it was fun to create some funny illustrations in the vein of new yorker cartoons for those mm -hmm. books and then, yeah, and then Can I Pet Your Dog? I was really happy um, to publish that with uh, Chronicle Books, mm -hmm. who had published those Dan Perraro autobiography books. Yeah, I, they were a dream publisher, and I had the opportunity to uh, work on this book with them. And, you know, I, I call it a 64-page daily shout. It's basically oh. a New Yorker <laughs> piece great. that I was able to expand into many, many illustrations and I, then I, inject a lot of dogs into it, it of course is that one semi-autobiographical -auto or or no <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah no my girlfriend got a dog uh during the pandemic um and we had just moved to like prospect park 
and there's a very um big giant dog gathering every day basically in prospect park mm. from like 4 p.m tonight to, to sundown um, everyone just brings their dog because they need to get their energy out and so we met a lot of dogs and very cute dogs a lot of <laughs> yeah and so it was be- definitely basically my life meeting new dogs at that time it was all in color so do you like working in color over you know basic uh, black and white or is it just something that you enjoy doing? I'm uh, I'm getting better at color, and I, it used to be very very scary for me. Definitely doing those dog books, you could see the illustrations get better and the color palettes get better. But yeah, no. What was fun about this was that it's like it's kind of semi in color and semi has this blue tone to it, where. Anybody who, you know, it's it's only the person trying to pet a dog and the dog that are in color. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun to play with just having those elements in full color, but then the rest of it had this muted blue tone. And then, you know, I really enjoyed putting this gradient pattern on on some of the, you know, it has this nice texture to it that makes it look nice and almost like risograph. Um, printing style so uh, yeah it's 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 fun to expand the look of you know my work and yeah I've, I've brought some of those textures and techniques into future cartoons for the New Yorker so do you think you'd ever go and do a uh, a graphic novel you, uh, th- that's what you kind of wanted to do when you first started I I think and then you got sidetracked into this gag right <laughs> yeah, thing. yeah I'm Exactly. I'm happy to have done this book. It feels like a nice stepping stone into a graphic novel, possibly. Um, I am just so daunted. Graphic novels are so like, they take over your life. And, you, you know, I've, a lot of my friends become very antisocial while they're working on it. <laughs> um, so, so I'm a little scared to jump into it as much as I really, really would love to produce a graphic novel. You know, um, I'm just one of those people who is just so scared to sit down and, and, you know, especially when it's like, what do I want my first graphic novel to be like? Don't I, I really want to make a splash, but um, that's that, that aspect of it really bogs me down. But I, of course, I'd love to have a graphic novel out there. And you do some advertising for um, television shows, right? What, what is that area of your work? Yeah, that's that's been exciting. I really love to do New Yorker style single panel cartoons anywhere that I can. And so getting some work through uh, Condé Nast to work on um, branded content, uh, stuff like, you know, these TV shows and movies has been one of the most ideal experiences in terms of working in advertising. I got to work on first um, uh, it was a movie called an american pickle starring seth rogan he plays his own grandfather in this i think or great great grandfather his his great great grandfather falls into a vat of pickle brine and is preserved for centuries before waking up into (laughs) modern day williamsburg and meeting his great great grandson great premise lovely premise it's actually a simon rich uh shouts and murmurs piece um that was expanded into uh, a a script and then sold to seth rogan um (laughs) 
Yeah, so it was it had this these New Yorker roots. I had read the short story when it came out um, in the magazine. Um, I have all of Simon Rich's books. And so doing that piece was just a natural extension of doing New Yorker cartoons because it was just like kind of still in the family almost. Mm-hmm. And I love doing cartoons about New York and Brooklyn and and uh, I mean, the Judaism was a bit new, but um, <laughs> um, I, I worked in some uh, uh, pickles getting circumcised jokes in there. Yeah, and they were happy to accept it. And then uh, I did another piece with HBO for The White Lotus season one. And I had been a huge fan of Mike White. And I had heard of this show coming out um, before I got this gig. Um, so it was really nice because they sent me the entire show uh, ahead of time in advance to watch, which is such a surreal experience because sometimes when you get advanced screeners, they just don't have a soundtrack to them or sound effects. So for American Pickle, I'm watching these scenes where Seth Rogen is fighting with his grand great grandfather and there's like all these bad punching <laughs> um, scenes and there's no sound effects connecting. Oh, wow. And so I'm just like, oh man, this is ruining the movie. Uh, <laughs> White Lotus didn't have a title sequence for for uh, for the advanced screeners. Um, so it really changes the tone, but it's, wow. it's fun to just see these, um, you know, shows and movies ahead of time. Um, and then especially if you love what you see, then it's just so easy to make cartoons for it and you know they're comedies so uh, i'm not having to deal with super uh heavy subject matters and trying to make it funny um i'm really just you know importing the the tone of the show the tone of the movie into cartoon format and it's great yeah and where, I, where, I more... where do they run these ads that you're creating <laughs> these cartoons that if you're you creating to... where where would we find them if we wanted to look for those yeah yeah, um, there. I think they, they might be available on my Instagram, but if you want to get into what the industry is like for for this advert advertising game, these cartoons exist on something called Dark Instagram. Wow, <laughs> um, which is which is how all your sponsored posts um, that you see work. Yeah, they're they're added. There's yeah, there's really a place called Dark Instagram, and you know. Uh, these are images and posts that don't live on the timeline of the New Yorker account or mm-hmm. uh, any given company's account, but that they show up um, when you're looking through Instagram stories or scrolling through posts, they show up as sponsored posts. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. That, that on, and mm-hmm. Facebook too. I think there's like mm-hmm. a dark Facebook as well, but uh-huh. yeah, it's usually uh, how you're able to see them. So like when, when I'm trying to see, uh, them come up and see them organically. I'm trying to like shift my or- algorithm in order mm-hmm. to show me those cartoons. So I'll start Googling White Lotus, Mike White, HBO. Uh-huh. I'll start Googling all that stuff just so that Facebook takes those and feed um, it into data you. points yeah. into Interesting account. That yeah. you can't find them directly. You have to kind of like wave them in. You know, look, at, <laughs> I'm looking at stuff here. Come on. Let's see what uh-huh. I'm looking at. Show exactly. Me. 
Yeah. It's funny. And then usually the only times I get to see them are when other people screenshot it because they're seeing them on their, you know, algorithm too. <laughs> it's weird, man. It's a weird, that weird is system. weird. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And and do you get royalties for that or do they just buy it once and then they can use it? Whenever yeah, they, they buy they buy a one year license basically mm-hmm. to use however they want, mm-hmm. and it's a very good fee. I will tell you that. That's why I keep saying mm-hmm. I'll do every <laughs> HBO comedy. Yeah, that's show really cool. You want? I'll I'll do cartoons for all of them. Yeah, it's it's a uh, fantastic gig. I remember seeing some ads for they were they looked like New Yorker cartoons. They were done by New Yorker cartoonists and they were for a movie. And now I can't remember what movie it was. This is going back several years. And they were printed in the magazine. Yeah, um, yeah. They'll sometimes yeah. do that. So yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I was thinking that's probably similar to what. You yeah, I've remember. had I've had some banking cartoons printed in in, in ads. Mm-hmm. Um, not as fun to see, but uh, <laughs> still. Yeah, but yeah. still, that's still great. Really good gig. Yeah. 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 I think they've done like Sex in the City too or something. Mm-hmm. They did cartoons for. Yeah. Yeah. That may be what I saw. I'm not sure. I remember seeing a yeah. movie, but I, I can't I can't think of what it was off the top of my head. I'll I'll remember it as soon as we yes. are done with this. <laughs> Log <up>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so shifting to the cartoon contest. You've had several cartoons in the cartoon contest so we're Absolutely. we're curious about what your thoughts are on the contest paul has one of your cartoons behind him because he, ah yes yes there's something he, significant he, about that one he, do you want to tell him what it is paul that's the very first cartoon contest i won so it was your cartoon no kidding yes what Yep, no that's, way! That's that awesome was, to hear. So I I appreciate that cartoon that you put in there because that got me going. <laughs> it's like I can no do this. Kidding. Origin story right here. That's great. I'm I'm happy to hear that. And yeah. I really want to know. It's it's the pirates in the subway. Okay. What was your original caption for that? Okay, so my original caption for that I think was pretty bad, and it was like I feel like it was like. You know, he's, oh man, I don't, I'm not even sure if I remember, but it was like, he might, he's, he's definitely going to miss the next train or he's not going to know we got off a stop too early. It was something like that. It was Mm -hmm. like getting one stop too early. I'm sure it was better worded, but even I knew I was like, this doesn't, this isn't great. Uh, But I didn't, I had no idea that it would be really a great you know, opportunity for the cap- caption contest. Yeah, yeah. They, it's, it's funny. They, they choose really wisely for that, mm-hmm. for that section, and this one definitely fits right in too. This was an yeah. odd one. You know, it's, it's pirates in a subway. Very original. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a concept, and I had the hardest time trying to come up with anything for this contest. I actually entered this in the last fifteen minutes before the deadline on Sunday night. <laughs> it's like I had the concept nice. of. Pirates of the Penn Station, but it's like that's nice. all I had. It's like Pirates yeah. of Penn Station. What what can we do with Pirates of Penn Station? <laughs> so I just came up with no one crosses the Pirates of Penn Station. That's incredible. And yeah. So I and, love it. And I was just like, wow. They uh, sent me the yeah. email saying I was a finalist, and it's like, woohoo! <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally. 
Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it is the dirtiest, grungiest, grossest station. So it really works for having pirates in it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so were you aware, like aware of the caption contest from way back or did you just become aware of it when they started buying for it? Yeah, I had heard of it, of course, you know, flipping through the pages and and one in, you know, I think trying my hand at a few. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, I don't think I can write cartoon captions for the contest. Like, even in my own head, I'll see a PC Bay one. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell they're saying. <laughs> at all. Um, so it really is like a weird art form, you know, <laughs> we, we play versions of this, you know, with each other with other cartoonists or sometimes we do it for live shows and mm -hmm. I'm always just like there's no way the audience is going to be able to come up with one in five minutes if I can't even come up with mm -hmm. one um, in an hour so um, I always find it so crazy that you guys enjoy playing it because I'm like this is <laughs> this is lousy this <laughs> you know you know, I, you know, it's, it's just like a too random of an image for me sometimes to see a dinosaur in space and then try and come up with a cartoon for that. I'm just mm -hmm. like, that's not how my brain works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is hard because I would think, I mean, we've talked to cartoonists who don't do it this way, but I would think if I were a cartoonist, I would be coming up with the idea for the caption first and then drawing the scene to that idea rather Absolutely. than looking at a picture and trying to create a caption out of it. So it is very hard, but there are cartoonists, PC Bay, for example, that draws first and then he has his own caption contest with himself yeah. every time and <laughs> he comes up with captions, which is amazing to me. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it is, yeah, it is more difficult. It's, a, it's an interesting process. I feel like, <laughs> I would love to have that process where I can just sit down and draw the most random cartoons all day and mm -hmm. not sit at a blank piece of paper trying to mm -hmm. come up with ideas mm -hmm. and and then play that game. You know, it's like caption. But then I would be like, oh, but if I want it to really work, I'd have to change the eyebrows on his expression or mm -hmm. I'd have to put them on the left side of the cartoon. So part of me is just like it might be just more efficient the way I'm doing it than to do it that mm -hmm. way. Yeah. And then you had a recent um, caption contest in the cartoon stock caption contest. That's right. I did. The, uh, yeah. The uh, rock climbing bed. That's the right. The rock so, climbing bed. Yeah. So there's and that one is a $500 a prize. <laughs> oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was that one. That one was a fun one. I, I forget what my my caption for it was. It was it was like, you know, so, so there's this bed on top of a giant platform that has mm -hmm. the rock climbing studs on it. And there are two people who are, who have walked into the room and one's, you know, talking about the bed. Mm -hmm. And the guy says, um, I, this might be why I don't have a lot of dates over, or that's maybe that's why a lot of dates don't stay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And um, I think it, really worked for the caption contest for sure just because there's mm -hmm. so many directions it could have gone for sure yeah yeah my caption for that one was it shifts the challenge from getting out to getting in 
Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a finalist. It did not win, but, but I thought it was, I thought it worked. I thought it worked. Nice. Yeah. So, I really love bed one. cartoons. I have so many bed cartoons. Mm -hmm. um, there was another bed cartoon that made it into the caption contest. And it's just like that just beds seem to open so many <laughs> ideas to people. Yeah. There's so much you can do with it. We had actually, I think, uh, Vin, our, our co-host who's not here tonight, he was a runner-up in one of your cartoon stock contests um, oh, nice. years ago. It was the the uh, the dead bodies in the library <laughs> or the bookstore, whatever it was. Right. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. His, his, he came in second place and his caption was, the spine should be facing out. <laughs> oh, that's incredible my god yeah <laughs> i would have never thought of it i think mine was just like they you can donate your body to science but they never say library science or something like that it's, yeah <laughs> it's a joke on library science mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah. a good one yes. i like that <laughs> yeah it was good yeah the cartoon stock contest is now um bob mankoff he's implemented a 500 hundred dollar prize so a lot Very of us nice. are you know trying yeah. buying to win that one so your <laughs> good motivation one, your your recent cartoon in there had a lot of good captions generated out of it, it was Fabulous. Fun. that's great mm -hmm. so what else do you have going on now what what is going on up, upcoming um, yeah. Projects. So I just worked with, uh, I just did some illustrations for Hermes uh, Japan, which is super exciting. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I, I, they're working on an internal handbook. Um, I don't know if I could say much else. Um, so I just did some uh, menswear illustrations for them. Um, but the big, big thing that's happening next week is I will be teaching part-time at Parsons for the first time ever. I've never taught in a university setting. Yeah. So I'm teaching a class uh, called From Image to Copy, which is about taking words and turning them into images. So editorial illustration, book illustration. So I'm doing one class for the semester. And then I'll also have a couple of paintings up. They're real, really small paintings mm -hmm. at the uh, Red Envelope uh, show which is a celebration of Chinese and Vietnamese New Year. Mm -hmm. um, everyone's been given red envelopes to paint on. And so there's a gallery show in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, at a toy, vinyl toy store called My Plastic Heart, um, mm -hmm. called the Red Envelope uh, Show. So I'll have some paintings there on January 28th. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. So for teaching a college class, uh, <laughs> what did you have to do to prepare for that? Right. Yeah, no, I've done a lot of guest lectures over the years. And um, people will have me on to talk about New Yorker cartoons and single panel cartoons, just because it's such a rarity, I think, in in our in our circles. Not a lot of, you know, not a lot of cartoonists come from an art school background and not a lot of them have any interest in academia <laughs> either <laughs> or you know and come at you know cartooning from such an academic background so you know i'm friends with a lot of illustrators and you know oh. designers uh you know from the world of editorial and book um and children's books 
And it's just, you know, this, there's so few New Yorker cartoonists in existence and then also in New York. And so it's, it's fun that they have me on to teach uh, students that there is another world that they can enter if, you know, packaging design doesn't, <laughs> doesn't appeal to them or children's books don't appeal to them, you know, which is nothing, not, I, I, you know, they didn't tell me about New Yorker cartoons when I was in college too. And I yeah. went to a comics course. Mm -hmm. So it's fun to go, you know, spread the gospel of the single panel <laughs> uh, of sorts. And so most of the time I've been able to just talk about my work and New Yorker cartoons and, you know, all the philosophies I have um, when it comes to the craft and the business. But yeah, for this course now, I have almost no idea what I'm going to do for this class. I have very, I, I actually kind of loathe editorial illustration. I don't think I'm very good at it. Um, and, yet, and yet you're going to be teaching it. <laughs> I'm going to be teaching it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so I, I, as much as I appreciate other illustrators, I just don't think I have what it takes to adapt a news article into an interesting illustration. And so it'll be interesting. I have some funky uh, lesson plans for them. Uh, I'm really kind of excited to be able to design my own curriculum for this course and my own syllabus. Um, Parsons is actually very hands-off when it comes to guiding new teachers. So I have, I don't even know what building I'm supposed to go to. There's a lot of prep that goes into teaching apparently. <laughs> You like, gotta show up. I, at, you gotta show up at a certain place at a certain time, is what I hear. <laughs> I know, in person, and you know, wearing nice clothes. Um, yeah, so there's a lot that goes into uh, teaching for the first time. Yeah, I I still have to like send in a photo for my ID. I really don't know what I'm doing, but it's gonna be weird oh, and exciting to be have this freedom to teach. So is that part of an arts curriculum? Uh, would the you be teaching? students in an art program at the university do you know yes, yes okay <laughs> yeah what's what's funny about all these art schools uh is that they all run so differently and i have no idea i'm not even sure what department i'm in you know parsons had a ginormous um, teacher strike in december and I'll, i wasn't really a part of it because i i wasn't even sure if i had the job yet I, although, although I do stand in support with the union, but um, I just have no idea that Parsons was as big a school as it is. Yeah, they're a very serious, very serious yeah. school, too. My, my yeah. sister went there back in the a million years ago. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, I always had it in my head that SVA was like the biggest school in New York, right? Uh -huh. Like all these graphic designers uh -huh. went there, all of my favorite illustrators, mm -hmm. you know, a bunch of New Yorker cover artists um, had come out of SVA. Mm -hmm. And I always thought, oh, yeah, okay, they're big. And Parsons is an, also an okay school. FIT mm -hmm. is also an okay school. Okay, I, <laughs> I didn't realize. The of Wisconsin. <laughs> How big are we talking here? I mean, what's, what's the student population of? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. Thousands? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, okay. I'm sure. I would think, yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. And going to SCAD, you know, we had a comics department and SVA, there was moments in the news where SVA was trying to 
edge out SCAD and, and open a campus in Savannah. So, so that's where my head was at with SBA being a top dog in New York, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see uh, uh, what this, what this whole Parsons philosophy and, and <laughs> I haven't yeah. really bought Maybe it you'll yet. find a new career path. Maybe, maybe yeah, yeah. the future. Yeah. Well, well, Parsons, as opposed to SBA, I think they do, they do a lot more in fashion design, you know, where SBA is the, you know, visual arts. So. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning a lot of new things. That's great to be be, be taught that by you. (laughs) No, but that's exciting. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And you said you do live shows? Yes. So um, I shows. Right. I used to host a live comics reading called uh, Panels to the People. Mm-hmm. And it was run by myself and my friend Aubrey Nolan, who's another uh, uh, cartoonist in her own right. Um, we've collaborated on a Daily Shouts together. But um, we had come up with the show as uh, inspiration from Bob Sikoriak's own live comics reading show called Carousel. And yeah, we would just invite cartoonists and comics creators and sometimes animators. We would project their comics onto a screen and we'd have them break up their comics panel to panel so that you would read them one by one out to an audience. And yeah, it was a great way just for us to meet cartoonists, first Mm -hmm. of all, and also create a community of other people who appreciate comics. And then also it was a great platform just for cartoonists to get feedback on their own work mm-hmm. in a, in real time. And so I would do some of these live shows and then it would lead to invitations to doing like legit comedy shows around town where, you know, people want to ask us <laughs> why their cartoon caption didn't make the uh, caption <laughs> contest either. You know, that, that was their opp- the opportunity for some of these comedians to ask us those questions. And yeah, it's, it's, I used to do stand up when I was in college but it's just so nice to be able to do to have to to read comics in front of a live audience because it's a nice crutch to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you don't really have to just perform uh, without a visual aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I'll do some of these live shows uh, every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then last year we had a great live reading show with a bunch of New Yorker cartoonists with a organization called Read Three Hundred and Sixty. Um, we all wrote essays on a certain topic and stories, and we projected some images behind us. And yeah, it was about like 12 of us at uh-huh. City Winery in Chelsea. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's just fun to be able to see the other cartoonists in a, in, in, in a social uh, setting like that and uh, just hang out and see each other. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I know Jason Chatfield does some of that live comedy with New Yorker cartoons. Oh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. Jason's a master at that stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's got great, great shows mm-hmm. on that he does all the time. And yeah, I'm very envious of, uh, picture this i think is the show he does Mm -hmm. i think it's a very cool show yeah yeah i'm dying i'm dying to see it at some point (laughs) (laughs) yeah cartooning is such a solitary profession i mean absolutely you Mm -hmm. look forward to getting out and you know being in front of people and you know being funny in front of people to get that laugh back you know immediately is you must crave that. I mean, after working on a cartoon all day and no laughs, you got to go out and get the laughs. 
<laughs> Absolutely. There are times for sure, you know, we can't always get our validation from Instagram likes and comments. So it is very nice to be able to put some of our weirder cartoons out there in such a different medium. And, you know, people just love the story too of why we came up with things or why things got rejected. Um, and so we'll bring a lot of stuff that other, you know, other uh, uh, other places just have we haven't shown anywhere. Um, so it's really fun to to show off that work and get some other people's eyes on it. Do you have any of those shows coming up at at some point soon this year? Or? No, I don't. I don't have any of those shows coming up. Uh, um, yeah, I wish I did. You know, they're very rare, but. Uh, yeah, not for the new year. Oh, maybe next year. <laughs> maybe next year. Yeah, we'll see. You know, yeah, it's it's I'll funny. Keep my you know, eye out. As as much as it's it's I think like everyone starts coming up with their ideas after the holidays during January. And mm-hmm. then I just get a flood of emails in February when everyone's figured out what they want to do. Whether it's, <laughs> you know, advertising campaigns, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, book stuff. Um, everyone just seems to get their shit together by next month. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. All right. Well, we've, we've been on for an hour now, so oh, we awesome. should probably wrap up. But yeah. um, thank you so much yes. for joining Absolutely. us tonight. It was yeah. great yes. to meet you and great to chat. So I pre- we appreciate it. Yes. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. It's been so great to chat with y'all and meet you too. Yes. And now we're cartoon brothers, you yes, know. Exactly. I created one image. <laughs> You to be a <laughs> caption. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Thank you so yeah. much. You guys are 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 tied we're, we're, together. We're tied together in a cartoon. Yep. So, yep. Yep, that's great. <laughs> that's thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> Absolutely.